Hey, everybody, thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message reaches you wherever you are at today in whatever situation you are facing. We pray that the Lord ministers to your life. Hang on till the end, and I want to say a couple more things to you before we're done. Thank you all. Thank you. Would you stand this morning? If you've got your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 15. And we are talking about hope this morning. Give me just a few minutes. We're going to pray for some folks before we leave today. Romans chapter 15. In verse 13, one passage of scripture today. Are you ready for the word of the Lord? Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, we just thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence that we feel here today. Thank you, Father. I believe as we get done in a few moments and pray for some people, there's some people that walked in here today just feeling dejected, feeling hopeless. And Father, I thank you. They're going to leave here encouraged. They're getting a shot of encouragement today. Courage and hope is entering their life right now. So we thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Turn around, high five somebody and say hope and you may be seated. You heard the stats earlier, and they're astounding and staggering. Um, the, the epidemic that we're in with drug and alcohol, and uh, one in every five Americans die. Well, every one in, in, in the hour, one dies. Um, or excuse me, I'm sorry, one American dies in our nation every five minutes from a drug overdose. One in every five minutes. To see the staggering thought about that and what it means, and here's the reason this is important to me, is because talking about this today publicly, because there was a time in the church, we didn't talk about this kind of stuff. We just shoved it under the rug and just acted like it didn't exist. It didn't happen. If it did, it happened to other people. It didn't happen to us. And the truth is, most of us, if it didn't affect us specifically ourselves personally and our family, we know somebody that has been affected by the, the epidemic that has happened with drugs. I've taught you this before. I'm not going to go real far into it. But the Bible says in the book of Revelation, and they were deceived by sorcerers. And the word for sorcery in the Bible is the word, the Greek word is the word pharmakia. It's where we get the word pharmacy from. And it literally means the word pharmakia and pharmacy is translated sorcery because I believe, now listen, I'm, I, let me be very specific. I'm not against people taking medicine. But when that stuff is abused, you've all seen people that were walking around like they were in a trance, dazed. You can drive down the streets of our city and people walking up and down looking like they're in a trance or a daze. And because I believe they are under the influence of an evil thing, but I believe it's the pharmacia, it's the sorcery of the abuse of drugs and alcohol that causes that. And it is in a pandemic, in our, in an epidemic in our society. But there's something that I believe is an even greater epidemic than this, and I believe they tie in together. But here's the thing. It's easy for us to point fingers and say, well, that person's got a problem with this, or that problem person's got a problem with this. But during COVID, when COVID took place, people were so isolated, another epidemic began to emerge, and it didn't help that the drug abuse and the alcoholism, but really the, pan the epidemic that, that came from the pandemic was this idea of isolation. And I think it's an epidemic of hopelessness. It's people feeling like 
I have no hope. I'm alone. I'm on the island by myself. I'm over here doing my own thing, and nobody else is like me. Nobody's got the problems I've got. And the reason I want people to stand up here from a stage and declare what they've been through, but also declare the kind of God they serve, is because I want you to know today, if you struggle with things, and if you walked in here for whatever reason, maybe it's not drugs and alcohol, maybe it's just that life hasn't gone the way you thought, and things haven't turned out the way you wanted them to, and you feel hopeless today, we have good news for you this morning that the Apostle Paul said this, Now may the God of hope. He didn't say the God that gives hope. He didn't say the God that will just give you a little hope if you need it. He said the God of hope. Everything God does is full of hope. Everything God does gives us hope in our life because he is the God of hope. And today, if you're struggling with hopelessness, there is a man named Jesus that you can encounter that can change you and transform you. And you don't have to be hopeless any longer. You don't have to struggle. But we serve the kind of God that wants to set you free amen? amen so three things this morning very quickly how do we find hope three words that come to my mind number one is the word surrender surrender until you're willing to surrender you can never really find hope you can never really find life until you're willing to surrender what you're going through and once again it doesn't have to be just addictions in my life I had to surrender my dreams and my desires I've told you this many times but I'm not that old so I have to tell the same story over and over and over for personal sermon illustrations but um, I, I was I was always gonna I, I wanted to preach since I was two years old and I got called to preach when I was 11 preached my first sermon when I was 13 and I just had this idea I was going to leave Bible college and I was going to go preach and I was going to turn the world on fire and everybody was going to know my name and I had all these plans and they were selfish plans and God said if I let you do that you're going to destroy yourself you're going to destroy a church and so God had me for five years I'm a knucklehead it takes me a while to learn some things for five years I sat on the back side of the desert and God had to shape me and mold me so that I wouldn't hurt myself or somebody else with pride and arrogance and God had to work on me but I'll never forget the night I was saved going to heaven it wasn't a thing that I had to surrender um, things in my life I had to surrender my dreams and my desires I'll never forget the night laying in bed crying my eyes out thinking God am I ever gonna be anything that I thought I was gonna do and be that and that night, laying there crying, I remember telling God, if I never get to pastor, if I never preach again, if I never do the things that I want to do, I will serve you the rest of my life. And it was a night of surrender. It was a moment of true surrender in my life. And only when I surrendered was God able to shape me and mold me. Because up till then, I was good at compartmentalizing. Well, God, I'll give you this, but I'm good at this. I can take this on myself. God, I'll give you these things, but I'm good over here. And God says, I want everything. The old cliche is this, either he's Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. And, and what God says is either I want everything or I can't have anything because unless I have everything, I can't really do everything I want to do in your life. And it was the moment that I truly surrendered everything to Jesus that he began to change me and shape me. And today, if you're feeling hopeless, if you will learn to surrender, when you surrender to him and when you give him everything in that moment, he can begin to work in you. He can begin to change you and transform you. Amen. And by the way, I believe life is not just a one-time surrender. I believe it's a life of always. Jesus said, pick up your cross daily, and it's a constant surrender to him that I can't start thinking, I'm good now, I can do it myself. It is a constant reminder that I need the goodness and the grace of God to make it through. Not only do you surrender, but number two, 
is the word surround. That after you surrender, you have to surround yourself with people that are carrying you the right direction. The Bible says this in Proverbs 13, 20. He who walks with the wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. You've probably heard these, these, these sayings before, but show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Or that you are the average of the five people that you've been around. The other one is one in every four people is crazy, and if the other people around you are sane, it's probably you. I'm sorry, that was just a joke. That was just a joke. I just threw that in there to be funny. But the, the truth is this, the people that you surround yourself with, because birds of a feather flock together many times, and the people you surround yourself with, you'll begin to act like them. When I was in Bible college, we had a bunch of guys that lived in dorms, and before you knew it, the college, before the semester was over, we had the, all the little sayings, we were saying the same things, joking about the same things, we had our own little things going on because we were all around each other all the time, and we began to become like that. And here's the thing, when you surround yourself with the wrong people, you will begin to do and, and say what they do but when you surround yourself with the right people places and things all of a sudden it begins to push you the right direction iron will sharpen iron and God says not only surrender but you surround yourself with the kind of people that are taking you toward God you surround yourself with the kind of people that are helping you understand freedom and live a freedom a life of freedom a life of sobriety a life of healing a life of understanding that God is working in you and so once you surrender, you can begin to surround yourself with the right people, and all of a sudden, your life begins to change. And not only are you, they, they taking you toward God, but you're grabbing other people, and you're taking them to God with you, and together, you are growing and learning. Amen? And then number three, because I'm a preacher, I had to have three words with the letter S, okay? It took me a long time. I, surrender and surround came pretty easy. But I had to think, what's another word that would make sense? And here's the word. It doesn't make sense, but let me make sense for you, okay? It is the word surpass. And here's the reason that word is important because of what Paul says. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that as you believe, there is hope. As you believe, there is a way out. As you believe that God is for you and not against you, then the God of hope will fill you with joy and peace in believing. And then he says this, that you may abound in hope that you may abound in hope. Some of you today feel the shackles of hopelessness. Some of you today feel like I can't make it, but I got good news for you. God wants to surpass anything you can think of. He wants to do greater than you can even imagine to give you hope. So much that everywhere you go, you begin to walk out hope. You wake up and the funk that you've been living in and the fog you've been living in begins to dissipate. And now you begin to have a clear mind because you realize I've got a God that loves me that is filling me with hope and that hope is going to surpass anything I can imagine. He is going to give me hope that will surpass my wildest dreams. And when you begin to live that way and understand it, all of a sudden hope begins to change everything. Amen. Will the worship team join me? I'm almost done. Here's the problem I think we've got wrong in church many times. We act like hope is coming. But you know what? It's in the sweet by and by. One of these days, bless the Lord, I'll have hope. But you know what? I'm just going to struggle till then. My son loves I'll Fly Away, and um, I didn't get to tell the worship team this thank you on the 100th anniversary. I, was, I missed the beginning song, Each Service, because there was things going on. I was with guests, but 
Um, that song says just a few more weary days. And they, they, they did a solid for me and they sang it the way I like it. And they sang just a few more happy days. Because there's a lot of people that act like just a few more weary days. I'm just going to be weary and worn out and then I'll just barely make it into heaven one of these days. Lord help, if that's your, your religion and your faith, I feel sorry for you. I don't want to make it into heaven struggling. I don't want to make it into heaven just feeling like, boy, listen, I know this world is hard. I know there's things going on. But I believe that hope is not for the future. I believe the hope, there is hope in the future, but I believe the hope is for right now. That he came to give you life and life more abundantly. I believe that it's not just for the sweet by and by. But Jesus said this, that the kingdom of God has come over and over. Jesus said the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. He preached the kingdom. And then he said, here, let me teach you to pray something pray this thy kingdom come thy will be done on what on earth as it is in heaven not just one of these days but you begin to believe that God's kingdom is on earth as it is in heaven one of these days I have hope for the future but I got hope in the right now because we serve a risen Savior we serve a God that is working and right now he wants to infuse you with hope today he wants you to leave here today full of hope that he is working I know it's tough I know it's difficult but when you begin to realize he came to give you life and he came to give you joy Joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. Joy and peace. He came to give you that. So whenever you walk around, you're not walking around hopeless, but you're walking around with the joy of the Lord giving you strength. You're walking around with a peace that passes all understanding. And in a moment, we're going to pray for some folks. But let me tell you, I can't read minds, but I know people. Let me tell you what the devil has already told some of you. You know what? That's good for everybody else not for me or if I go down there and ask for prayer they gonna think something's wrong with me you know what I love about Landmark Church if we if you come out here and ask for prayer you know what you, we're gonna think we're gonna think you're normal because there's sometimes I need people I go to services and people say why do you let everybody pray for you because I want all the prayer I can get grab the anointing oil slap it upside my head I'll take it amen I don't care Give it, give it all to me. People are like, that person's crazy up there. I'm like, I don't care. God, can you? he used a donkey one time. He can use all kinds of people. Just lay your hands on me. I don't care. Because the truth is this. We all have times in our life, and the world wants to tell us, and the church has said, well, listen, that's for those people that are struggling. You know what? Jesus came to give all of us hope, and we all need hope. And it's not just for those that are going through a difficult time. I'm glad it's here. But it's for all of us today. And today, maybe you say, Pastor, I don't have these issues. But you know what? i got some issues in my life where I just need God to remind me that he's working. In a moment, I'm going to pray for you. We're going to have some other people come pray. And I want you to find hope. I want you to realize. And today, we want to give an offering today as we leave to bless those. Because we're going to use this to be able to bless people that are struggling. Because I believe, listen, here's what I love, and I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. But there's so many people that are always talking about how bad the world is. And what I love is this. The world is wondering how can we fix these issues. Let's, let's fix it with the White House. Lord help, that's not worked very well. Okay? Maybe if we go back one more session, we'll get this thing figured out. Eh, ain't worked. Maybe if we just throw some money at it or we, you know, mess the economy up or whatever we'll figure it out it ain't working because there's only one thing that can change this thing 
and his name is Jesus. And what I love is this, the church has got the answer. The church has got the answer. I'm not scared of the world and what's going on because the church, we got the answer. I'm over here, I mean, just licking my lips, chomping at the bits. We got it. We got it figured out. You guys are trying to throw all this stuff at it and money at it and trying to do all this stuff, and it's not going to change. But I got a man named Jesus that can change it. He can fix it. He can put it back together. He is the only way. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And when we come to him, we can find hope. So this morning, Morning. If you need hope, won't you stand? Everybody stand to your feet right now if you need hope. Hey, everybody, thank you so much. We are so honored that you chose to join us today for this message. And our prayer is for you and your family that you would be uplifted and encouraged. If today you receive Christ or if you would like to give to the vision of Landmark Church, if you would go to our website, www.landmarkchurchok.com, there's more information there, how you can do all of that. And also, if you have a prayer request, please let us know how we can be praying for you guys. We love you and hope you have a blessed time.